Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you are listening to episode 28 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. Today, we are covering the highlights for issue 2021-W08, released on February 22nd, 2021. This week's issue is curated by... Oh, they kept that guy around for 2021 again? (laughs) Yes, that's right, it's me. I'm pulling double duty again this week for my first curation of the year. And I, as always, had great help from the R Weekly team members and, of course, the contributors around the world. We have seen the immense potential of shiny applications in many situations and domains often covered by previous highlights in this series. Some applications can be made fairly simple and targeted to solve a single problem with a streamlined flow of data and analysis. But sophisticated pipelines covering the entire spectrum of a data analysis are certainly fair game to be included in a Shiny app. I personally have created numerous large-scale applications integrating complex back-end technologies and computing infrastructures. In a traditional Shiny app, multiple components of an application can be separated via different tabs in the base Shiny UI toolkit as well as in powerful extensions such as Shiny Dashboard and the family of excellent templates offered by the R Interface project. While these different sections of an app can be made as similar or distinct as the project requires, the objects and processes used in these components are controlled by a single overall R session. In addition, There isn't a simple way to share a specific part of an application to a user as the entire UI is technically available in the browsing session, even if some portions are hidden until the user navigates to them. Colin Fay, data scientist and engineer at ThinkR, as well as a long-standing curator for R Weekly, was looking to shift the paradigm of a single overall application to a logical set of multi-endpoint applications, each connected with a common technical features seen in JavaScript frameworks that power many of today's web applications. In our first highlight for today, Colin shares a brand new package in early development called Brochure to accomplish these tasks. The design philosophy of the Brochure package is inherently different than what you might be used to when creating a typical Shiny application. The focus has shifted from a single application to a series of applications that can be linked together but browsed to in different endpoints in the user's browser. If you are familiar with packages such as Plumber, where you can create an additional set of additional endpoints based on how the URL is constructed, these endpoints can accomplish different things in your analysis. And in the case of a Shiny application, These different sub-applications, you might say, can be visited with a custom URL. And not only that, the brochure package offers a way to translate what is being fed into the browser, i.e. the request, and be able to serve different content and be able to manipulate directly what the status is behind the scenes in which the user can see the results. This different approach of linking different sub-applications together 
requires some more discipline into ensuring that different objects are being passed back and forth between these different subcomponents, which is something in a single web application in Shiny you don't typically have to deal with. But in this case, there are some different tools that you'll have to utilize in which Colin outlined some different approaches based on using what are called cookies in a browser session to help store some client-side data features, but also he recommends leveraging some additional storage mechanisms, such as perhaps a database in the cloud or some other infrastructure in which these sub-applications can share and restore different parts of the state of an application session. And for those of you like me that have been using ThinkR's awesome Golem package to author complex applications as an R package, Colin has you covered in which he outlines a template that you can follow to convert a Golem application to use this new brochure framework. Again, Colin acknowledges this is definitely early days and he is looking for other users of Shiny to take, a take the brochure package for a spin and to be able to provide feedback on the project's GitHub repository or to reach out to him on Twitter. As someone who has developed very complex applications recently that have many, many different components, this is an interesting approach that I'm going to pursue personally and you might be hearing about it in, say, a future Shiny Developer Series episode. A pillar of the R language that led to its early prominence in statistics and data science is the wealth of contributed packages, with many introducing novel and cutting-edge statistical algorithms often stray from the researchers authoring these methodologies. Of course, when you launch R in your preferred development environment, by default, you are greeted with important information on how you can cite the R language itself in your research, manuscripts, or other projects. For many package developers, the incentives for spending the time and energy required to release a robust package is to benefit the community and to pave the way for new research to benefit science. But what are some tangible steps you as a package author can implement so that researchers leveraging your software can sufficiently give credit to your efforts as well as spreading awareness to others looking to enhance their analyses. Co-founders of ROpenSci, Karthik Ram and Scott Chamberlain, as well as research software engineer and former R Weekly curator Mael Salman have written a succinct post on the ROpenSci blog outlining steps developers can take right now to enable others in the scientific community to more easily cite packages in our second highlight for today. Their first recommendation is to create a proper citation file in your package, which can be easily initialized thanks to the versatile Use This package, already a mainstay in package development and tooling. But additional ways to spread awareness are also recommended in this post, such as archiving formal releases on a version control repository such as GitHub and sending those releases to the Open Science Zenodo platform. The post concludes with a fascinating look at the pipelines constructed to track how packages under the R OpenSci umbrella are cited in the public research domain, 
and some promising new efforts to bring even more automation and linkage to the new R-Universe platform. While it is easy as a developer to not prioritize certain non-coding portions of a project, by taking a little time to set up the small infrastructure can go a long way to ensuring not only proper accreditation, but can lead to even more motivation to better the world of science with open source software in the R ecosystem. Continuing on the thread of R package development for our last highlight of today. For many in the R community, developing an R package might be their first real foray into the world of developing software. Thanks to the requirements outlined by the R core team for package acceptance on CRAN, Key principles such as air-free runtime and clear documentation are part of that journey. But with more experience in using and developing with R, we often learn valuable lessons that can be applied to new projects and enhance existing efforts. Hayden McDonald, data scientist at Bot Publishing, has written an authentic and insightful blog post on the ways he has applied newly learned skills to refactor his Squash Informer package, which obtains various Squash player and terminant metrics from the Squash Info site. The first recommendation is one that I personally have tried to implement in my projects, but haven't always done the best job of adhering to. Take a step back before actually writing code and visualize the overall flow of the various functions that you plan to put in your package in a diagram. While the exact detail is a personal preference, the benefits of this approach is to see the big picture of how these components integrate with each other. This technique has proved especially helpful for me personally when I author complex shiny applications. Additional helpful principles Hayden cites are to make use of functions whenever you find yourself repeating a similar set of code in multiple places of a package's codebase, as well as investing a bit of time to set up automated testing infrastructure via packages like TestThat, and to ensure these tests are performed automatically on key repository updates via the new GitHub Actions. While the road to effective software development can be filled with hurdles and learning the hard way, so to speak, taking the time to reflect and implement these lessons to our future efforts like Hayden has done in this piece is a win-win situation all around. And those are your R Weekly Highlights for today. After a rather challenging week full of technical mishaps and urgent tasks to complete at the day job, just having my first turn at curating an issue this year was a personal highlight for sure. A very robust collection of awesome resources are here in this issue, such as an excellent blog and video walkthrough of using the eCharts for R visualization package, how you can use R to control an Arduino device, a new package for making formatting tables produced by the Reactable package even easier, and much more. As usual, if you want to find more details on the links in this issue, as well as in previous issues, all you have to do is head to rweekly.org to find the complete details. And you will also see a direct link to this very podcast page where you'll be able to see, listen to this and previous episodes at any time. 
And I certainly appreciate those of you that subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcasting software. And I certainly appreciate those that have left a positive review on the various podcasting platforms. In fact, the best way to spread the word on podcasts like this, the most effective method has always been word of mouth. So if you enjoy these episodes, just doing a quick share on social media goes a long way to making sure others can see and hear the great benefits of the R Weekly Project. Have a great week, and we will be back with another batch of R Weekly Highlights next week.